It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. You can email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Blue Nile, we are going to dive into the Thunder's first game of the 2020 2021 NBA season. It's finally here. They're playing legitimate basketball games that count tonight in Houston. Let's also do some Thunder superlatives ahead of this season. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BlueNow.com. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a unique, beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. That is B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. This is exciting. A limited time, limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings. Again, launching on January 18th. You can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And again, the Thunder start their regular season today. The game tips off at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Oklahoma, if you're lucky enough to still have Fox Sports Oklahoma right now. And there's some news and notes to get to before we dive into what to watch for, the keys to the game, the bet of the day, the Moneyball bet of the day, and the Thunder superlatives for this entire season. After talking with Mark Dignott today, with the media found out that the Thunder would be without Ty Jerome, who is suffering from a left ankle sprain, and it sounds like he'll be out for a while. This is the first time that we got a clear depiction of what was bothering Ty Jerome. He's not played yet for the Thunder, had to sit out all of the preseason, uh, but it is going to be a left ankle sprain, so hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. It also sounds as though Darius Miller is going to be out for this game as he still is in his return-to-play phase, and he's on an individual program. And Mark did everything under the sun outside of just ruling him totally out, so I would say that that means that that's probably going to leave the door open for like a game-time decision type thing. But I would not hold your breath if you're expecting to see Darius Miller. I think that they're going to take their time with him and let him rehab to the fullest extent, and that he will not play in the season opener. And then we also know for a fact 
that Teo Maldon is out for personal reasons. He is excused by the team. This is just something personal with him. There has been reports from an overseas website that it has to do with his work visa. I'm not sure about the legitimacy of that report. I just know what Mark told us and that he told us it was a personal issue. So I hope that all goes well for Teo Maldon. And this season opener presents an interesting discussion around it. As many people look at this team from the outside looking in, you know, the national perspective of this Thunder team is that they are tanking. Well, if that's the case, this is the rare cannot lose tank game. So everyone better be happy today because if you are a just absolute diehard tank supporter and you want this team to try their very best to go 0-72, even if they win this game, you should still be happy. Because a win will feel like a win, and a loss will feel like a win. If you beat the Rockets, you're obviously making them worse, and you're pushing them down the standings, and you're piling up one more loss onto their onto their record to where you're improving that pick you're going to get in this loaded NBA draft class. I've gotten the chance to speak with uh, Jalen Green and all of the NBA Ignite team members they seem very promising. I've gotten uh, the scrimmage footage from, from their scrimmages. They seem very promising, and we're not even going to get to see them on the grand stage in all likelihood this year. So take them into account whenever you're also thinking about, you know, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Suggs and BJ Boston and all of these college guys. This draft class is so deep and so loaded with top-end talent that every loss that the Rockets get, every loss that the Thunder get, is going to be huge. I wrote a really in-depth article on dailythunder.com. It ran on Tuesday, and it's just frequently asked questions about a tanking team. Like, I covered all the bases. If you think that this team might relocate because they're going to lose, if you think that this team shouldn't tank or should tank, it's all in there for you at dailythunder.com. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Bleacher Report picked it up, so go check that out for the tanking aspect of this. And I want to reiterate before we get into this entire season and before we start breaking down these games, I'm going to give this team a chance. I'm not just going to assume that they're going to be terrible, right? Because as we'll talk about in the what to watch for, there's a pathway for this team to be a good team. And also, when you hear the word tanking, it automatically triggers this like negative connotation in people's minds. And I want to take away from that just a little bit. I understand we all want to win championships. We all want the Thunder to just be an, an elite team. But tanking does not mean that Shea's going to go out there and purposely step out of bounds if it's a close game to where the Thunder lose. Or he's going to purposely miss a three-pointer that could have won the game. These players and these coaches are putting in the hours. They're putting in the work. They're putting in the time and the effort to get better, to win games, to try to make the postseason this year. Tanking has nothing to do with what you physically see on the floor. Tanking has everything to do with what happens prior to the season with the roster construction, with the way the team is built, with the lack of depth on this team, with the lack of high-end talent on this team. That's what tanking is. Tanking is not these players purposely losing. So you're not going to see that this year. You're not going to see these players trying to lose. You're not going to see Mark trying to coach to lose. If they have a chance to win, they're going to try to win, and rightfully so. But tanking is just simply, whenever I say tanking, I'm talking specifically of They made this roster one that was not conducive to winning. But I'm still going to give them the chance. We're going to recap this game uh, the same way we would a year ago, the same way we would two years ago. I'm going to give them the chance to prove who they are. 
because that's something that did not happen last year. And it really squandered what would have been a really good opportunity to cash in on that one last year of playing good basketball before heading into what we all assume to be another tank. You know, again, we assumed that last year it didn't happen. We're assuming again that this time it'll be a tank. Now, I feel way more confident that this year's team will tank, but I don't know that for sure. So I'm going to let the players and the team and the and the roster dictate what they are. But I saw a lot on Twitter, and I just wanted to reiterate that tanking has nothing to do with the players you watch on TV. Tanking has nothing to do with their effort level, with their want to win, their will to win. It's why you see the New York Jets in football winning games when it would be incentivized in this draft system in the NFL, especially for them to lose. In the NFL, if you have the worst record, you get the top pick. So so if any sport should have tanking and having players not wanting to win, it's the NFL. And even there, it doesn't happen because these players don't care about draft picks. They care about their team in their locker room. They care about their success and they want to be as successful as possible. So that would be my, my number one My number one thing for you to take away from this podcast and for this season is that when people throw the word tanking around, it is not an indictment on the players, the culture, or the organization. It's a strategy. It's a team-building strategy that small markets need to take advantage of and that I think Oklahoma City is taking advantage of. And you also need to know that tanking typically happens after the trade deadline or after the second half of the season. This team's probably going to win games this first couple months when they have George Hill, when they're probably not extreme load managing Al Horford, whenever they, they haven't traded away Darius Miller or, or any of these players yet. But the tanking normally happens for every team after you trade away a guy like George Hill, after you begin resting Al Horford every other day, after you begin to take away parts of the team you started with. And that's whenever you can really start tanking. So this team's going to be better, I think, in the, in the first couple of months of the season than a lot of people are expecting. And as you all know, if you've listened to the show before, I expect this team to be a competitive bunch, a fun, exciting team. And we'll dive into what to watch for in this first game of the 2020 NBA season. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? College football is back with the bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season is finishing up, and the playoff picture is becoming more and more clear. There is only one place that has you covered, and only one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. And use the promo code when you sign up at betonline.ag for a free account. Use the promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus. The NFL game of the week is here. The college football top games are here, but also basketball's back. And we'll talk about the bet of the day at the end of this preview and where you should put your money on the Thunder versus Rockets game. And you can do that at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Betting on the NBA does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting analysis and make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Brought to you by betonline.ag. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I am Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And so I want to get into what to watch for today as the Thunder take the floor for the first regular season contest of the season. The number one thing is going to be what we watch for this entire season, and that is that Shea is going to play his first full game as the lead guard, as the point guard of this team. How does he respond to that in extended minutes? How does he play in crucial moments of the game? And what all goes into him being the point guard? And I also want to watch for Mark's starting lineup because with Tao Maldon out, does that change the lineup, which we all expected to be Shea, Dort, Hill, Baisley, Horford? And Mark almost confirmed that on Monday. But now that Tao is out, do you want to hold back George Hill, who's made no bones about the fact that he'd be perfectly fine coming off the bench? Do you want to hold back George Hill to be able to run your second unit and start maybe a Hamadou Diallo or Justin Jackson in his place in the starting lineup? George Hill has left you with an option because he's so willing to come off the bench. And I think that I would prefer Hill to run the second unit, no matter if that means that he's starting and they stagger his minutes and and allow him to play mainly without Shea on the floor uh, to help out that secondary unit. But either way, starting or benching or coming off the bench, I would prefer Hill being the lead guard with that secondary unit without Ty Jerome, without Tail Maldon. You've already released Frank Jackson. I would prefer George Hill to be in control with that second unit. So I also want to watch for in this you know lineup and rotation aspect of it. Does Poku get minutes and how many minutes does he get? Is he a, is he a firm part of this rotation right out of the gate? I think that he will be, but that's a prediction. That's not something that's set in stone. So I wonder how Mark will view Poku's minutes in game one. I also wonder how Mark wants to run this rotation just in general. Now, we won't get to see it because, you know, Maldon's out and Jerome's out uh, and Darius Miller's out, but there's a chance here for this to be a good team. Like, this rotation of Shea, you know, if, if you limit this rotation and you and you shorten it to just Shea, Dort, Hill, Baisley, Horford, and then off the bench you have Maldon, Poku, Muscala, and in very limited minutes you have Justin Jackson or Ty Jerome, that's not an awful team. The problem is you cannot play that short of a rotation for 72 games. I mean, especially with the veterans you're depending on with with Hill and Horford, uh, those guys are going to need to load manage eventually. And they're going to need days off. The way that this schedule is set up, it's just too many games and, and too few of nights. But if you shorten this rotation, what comes out is a pretty good team. But will Mark shorten the rotation? Should Mark shorten the rotation? That will be something that will be a common theme throughout this season. We also get our first look at Al Horford playing within this system and and playing meaningful minutes and elongated minutes, playing into the second half and things like that with this Thunder squad. And that's something that just really excites me because I think that Al Horford is going to be so good with this team. 
and he's going to just rejuvenate his career, and I cannot wait to see it. And Mark Dagnott got you excited today in the media availability, uh, talking about how he's a team-first guy and all that he's done for these young players already. And you have to remember, they've only been in camp since December 1st, and Al Horford didn't get to join them until like December 9th or 10th. So it's not been very long, and he's already getting such high praise from Mark and from other players that he is embracing this culture, he's embracing this team, and he's embracing his role. And it's a role I think is much better suited for him as a player and goes into his strengths more than it did in Philadelphia. And I'm just excited to see him play a full NBA regular season game in Oklahoma City. Well, technically in Houston, but, you know, for Oklahoma City. And then James Harden is going to be the biggest thing to watch for on the opposition side for a multitude of reasons. Let's start with the big picture national look at this. Number one, does he even play? You see the reports that things are getting messy. He's throwing basketballs at his teammates in practice. He's throwing basketballs at them. And he's getting in multiple fights in practice, you know, verbal confrontations in practice. Does he even play as he tries to force his way out? Or does he make up an injury or just sit out like Anthony Davis did in New Orleans? And then if he does play, does he freeze out his teammates? Does he just take over and is just isolation to the nth degree and is just a disaster out there offensively. Is there is there something that you can look at in this game and it'll be a viral moment where, you know, Worldwide Wob is just tweeting it out and, and they're just like, wow, look at James Harden. He's just so uh, disconnected from his team. Will we get that kind of moment from James Harden? And then from a Thunder in this game specific standpoint is Lou Dort against James Harden because I don't care what Harden's situation is in Houston and what he feels about being in Houston today, he's going to go up against Lou Dort. And if you don't think that James Harden is just chomping at the bit to get back at Lou Dort and he wants so badly to embarrass Lou Dort or, or score on Lou Dort or drop 50 on Lou Dort, you're sadly mistaken. This is such a competitive guy. And if Lou Dort stands up to that challenge when we know that James Harden is going to be so just just so enamored with getting back at Lou Dort, if Lou Dort still stands up to that challenge, it, it'll just put a, such a big smile on my face and we will just be living it up in the recap episode about how great of a defender Lou Dort is. My last thing to watch for is Darius Baisley offensively. What is his offensive style now? Right, It's easy to be aggressive in the preseason. It's easy to drive to the hole and finish at the rim in the preseason whenever guys aren't going 100%. It's easy to do all that. It's easy to make the right plays in, in training camp. But when the lights come on, when the games count, when the teams are trying, what is his offensive role? And what is his offensive style? Is he as aggressive? Is he taking it to the hole himself? Is he playmaking for others? Or does he turn back into like a kind of spot-up shooter type? What does he end up doing offensively? That, like Shea, will be something that you watch for this entire season. This entire season. So let's dive into the keys to the game. Number one, I think that the biggest key will be you have to go up tempo and play that pace and space style we saw Oklahoma City do in the preseason. I think that that's going to be your best chance to beat Houston and having your big man run the floor the way I was just beating the drum for in the postseason uh, in this in the bubble, you have to continue this versatile, 
pace and space, switch ability, switch on to Harden, switch on to other guys, and, and just do that for a full 48 minutes. That'll be a big key for this if the Thunder want to win this game. Number two, I think you can easily frustrate James Harden with all that's happening, with all that's happening on the outside, with, with the with the clubbing, with the demanding a trade, with the fights with teammates, with all that's happening. If Lou Dort holds James Harden to like 10 points in the first, you know, 20 minutes of the game, that'll start that'll start compounding in on him. And he'll start getting frustrated. He'll start forcing a shot. And he'll start just, I think, I just think he'll just start imploding on himself if you can frustrate James Harden in this game, which of course benefits Oklahoma City. And then the big one is you have to be able to hit your long-range shots. And in this game, to do that, you're looking at Shea, you're looking at Horford, you're looking at Baisley, and you're even looking at Mike Muscala throwing him in that rotation and having him hopefully have a good game shooting from beyond the arc. So coming up, we'll have the bet of the day, the Thunder Moneyball bet of the day as well, and the Thunder superlatives for this season. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Go. Built Go is a phenomenal one and a half ounce package that you can put in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to simply get through the day. No matter if it's a mental or physical wall, break through with Go every single day. Built Go is like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. They have three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. I love the peanut butter honey flavor. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein promotes fast absorbing and it gets into your system and it's easy on your stomach. It's also great for joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED and get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED and get 20% off your next order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And when you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, than any other fantasy basketball host. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcast from. If you're in the Locked On Thunder Fantasy League, Josh Lloyd is going to help you beat me in our fantasy league. I want to continue the Rockets game preview with the bet of the game brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. And they have a really good line out there. I mean, a really good line out there for Oklahoma City right now. 
And I would get on this right now, unless you're driving or something. If you're able to, I would whip out my phone right now or get on my computer right now, go to betonline.ag and put some money on Oklahoma City plus six and a half. Being a six and a half point dog in this game, while it's uncertain exactly if James Harden will play, but also uncertain how he will play and how effective he'll be and all of that stuff that goes into it. Plus, I still like this team's chances against the Rockets anyway. I'm taking OKC plus six and a half. We're either going to start out with a huge win or a risky loss, but we're going to do it either way. OKC plus six and a half is the bet of the game. Let me know on Twitter what you would bet and what you would put money on in this contest, and we'll keep track of it all year long, and we'll see if you do better or worse than me throughout the season. And so now it's time for the Thunder Moneyball of the game. And if you're just tuning in, the Thunder Moneyball of the game is who you think will lead the game in three-pointers made for Oklahoma City. And for me, I have this feeling that Darius Baisley is going to catch fire from beyond the arc and he will lead this team in three-point scoring. So Darius Baisley is my first Moneyball pick of the year and I've got Oklahoma City plus six and a half for the first bet of the year. Let me know both of your answers on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S or let me know them on the email address lothunderpod at gmail.com. So I want to end today's show with some NBA superlatives, some Thunder superlatives for this season. And the first one is Tank Commander. Who will be this team's Tank Commander? And when I say that, I don't mean it in the kind of meme-like fashion where you see people on Twitter using it of like, oh, this guy is so bad that he's going to ensure that Oklahoma City loses games, that he's going to ensure that Oklahoma City has no chance. No, I'm going to look at this in a different light. I'm going to say that the Tank Commander is somebody who performs well or is you know simply a fun player to watch for, does a few things well, shows kind of some flashes here and there, and people fall in love with him. I think of guys like Yogi Ferrell. I think of guys like Frank Mason. I think of guys in that realm as tank commanders, where if they were not on a tanking team, they would not be performing at the level that they are doing right now or playing in garbage time, things like that. And my tank commander, a player in which... Oklahoma City will just dramatically overvalue at the end of the day. And I know he did not have the best preseason. But I think by the end of this whole season, by the end of this whole year, Isaiah Roby will be a player that Thunder fans are looking at as something more than just a good little player on a bad team. Because I think that Isaiah Roby will have those nights where he's showing that athleticism, where he's nailing some shots, where he's rebound the basketball very well. He'll have those nights where he's looking like an NBA player. He's also going to have bad nights. I will say for Roby, give him a chance, right? I see so many people just already saying, why is he on this team? Why didn't the Thunder cut him instead of uh, Frank Jackson or instead of TJ Lee for Admiral Schofield? I see that all over the place right now. Hold on a second. Isaiah Roby had a lot of pressure coming into training camp this year. And with that pressure of being of, of being able to make the team lift it off his shoulder, I think we're going to see a very different Isaiah Roby. There's a reason why he got the highest paid second round contract in NBA history a year ago in the draft by the Dallas Mavericks. And that the Thunder traded for him and rehabbed him in the bubble and then brought him back this year and then made him a part of this team for this season. Isaiah Roby is a talented guy. He's a talented player. And without that pressure, and he talked about it in the media session, without that pressure on him, of him trying to do too much and him trying to really prove himself and getting ahead of himself and you know not having fun out there and, and just doing too much, without all of that on him, and he plays loose and free, you're going to see a different Roby. 
And you're going to see a guy who shows those flashes of being a contributing player. And that at the end of the day, we'll do a full 180 collectively as Thunder fan base. We'll do a full 180 on Roby. From right now, people saying, oh my gosh, why isn't he cut to, well, I really like this Isaiah Roby guy. I think he could be a part of the future. And then we'll go too far the other way. I think he's going to be a brilliant tank commander in the sense of he's a player that during tanking years, you're going to fall in love with. Again, Yogi Ferrell was a prime example of that. I want to hand out the Kyle Singler Award, the player that fans will just pile on to and give him so much crap and heat and hate this year. It's the easiest answer. It's the easiest question of any preview you're ever going to see on, on Twitter or online or on podcast. The easiest question to answer ahead of the season is the Kyle Singler Award for this Thunder team, and that is Hamidou Diallo. He's already getting so much hate, and he is going to be the new Kyle Singler. Because if you thought Hamidou Diallo played with energy and, and, and played out of control and played too fast for his own good before, wait until you see Hamidou Diallo on a bad team. Wait until you see Hamidou Diallo in the second half of the season with very few veterans to check him. Wait until you see that. He's going to absolutely run away with the Kyle Singler Award. Now, who will be the most overvalued Thunder player when it's all said and done? I think it would be Teo Maldon. Now, take a step back for a second. I know that almost sounds blasphemy to Thunder fans. But remember that I said Teo Maldon will receive, my bold prediction is that he will receive a Rookie of the Year vote. Someone will just throw him a bone and vote for him in the Rookie of the Year running. I think we'll be that good this year. But I think that all of a sudden we'll get into our heads like by the end of the year because we'll see Tail Maldon and it's easier to see and, and know what you know versus what you don't know. We'll get into our heads of like, oh my God, Tail Maldon, he's so good. How could you How could you still draft Cade Cunningham? You've got to have Shea and Maldon paired together. Let's go draft Jalen Green or let's go draft a big man. How could you even still want Cade Cunningham? I think we're going to go too far with this tail mound on hype. And then the under-the-radar player for the Thunder this year will be one of the two Pelican newcomers. It'll be either Darius Miller or Kendrick Williams. And I know, again, that Kendrick Williams had a poor preseason and, and did not show all too much, but I think that these are two competent NBA players and that they're going to play a really good role in this team. Darius Miller, a sharpshooter. Williams, a, a nice big man. And that one of these two guys will have a good season that no one is talking about. And even Oklahoma City, nobody will be talking about. So those two are my under-the-radar players to watch for this year. That is your Thunder Superlatives. Let me know who you have on each and every question and tier. Who is your tank commander, your Kyle Singler, your overvalued and under-the-radar player for this season? Let me know your Moneyball pick and your bet of the game for this game, and I'll keep track of them and see who is the very best out there at predicting these games and predicting who will lead the team in three-point shots each and every contest. This is Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to be back here tomorrow to recap the first game of the Thunder season. It's here. We're back in basketball mode already. We're going to have the recap of the Rockets game on tomorrow's show. Then we're going to preview the Hornets game and then recap that Hornets game all throughout the week. So this is going to be a jam-packed week and a jam-packed season of Locked on Thunder. I'm so happy to be here. Hosting this show, my first full year of covering the NBA as a part of this network is going to be so much fun. And I thank you all for being along for the ride. The numbers have been incredible. It keeps going up and up and up each month. And I just cannot thank you all enough for the support. And I am so excited to get the season started. So follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show. LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show 405-362-7128. And we'll see you tomorrow. 
on Lockdown Thunder on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.